Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Entertainment from the 573 Podcast. Hope you all are doing well on this Thursday, headed towards the end of another week, headed towards the weekend. Hope you all have some exciting plans coming up. We got some exciting plans with this podcast that we're talking about all Marvel. Talking about all Marvel. It's kind of funny to think about, in all honesty. All Marvel today. We had our basically an all DC pod on Monday that came out with Peter and myself talking about the Suicide Squad, everything that led up to the Suicide Squad, how it happened, how James Gunn got involved, and uh what projects we'd like to see James Gunn do in the DC universe as it's apparently been said that they they're talking about doing more stuff together. So be sure to go check that pod out there on the podcasting platforms, whichever your preference is. Check that one out. All DC. This one, again, is going to be all different. It's going to be all Marvel that we're going to be talking about as they've made some headlines here just as recently as the last 12 hours, almost essentially 12 hours by the time this pod comes out with the Eternals trailer. So obviously that's something we're going to talk about. Going to do something a little bit different today. I'm going to watch the trailer, going to talk to you guys about it as I'm watching it. If you guys want, you can pull up the trailer as well as uh, as you're watching it. I can talk about it a little bit and you can hear me talk about some of my thoughts. And then after the trailer gets done, we'll discuss the trailer in full, some of my thoughts on it. Uh, besides Eternals, we have Captain America 4 news, official news of what's going to happen, when that's going to happen. There's been something as... A, as recent as a Secret Wars tease. Now, I think we probably kind of thought, oh, that's what they were kind of referencing with in Loki early on. Well, it's a multiverse of war. Maybe the same thing. But there's been something that's happened. There's been talk about a Secret Wars adaptation, according to the writer of the original Secret Wars back in 1984. Apparently... From his point of view, it sounds like Marvel's might be already thinking about doing a Secret Wars adaptation. We'll talk about that and like what might that even look like and when that could even happen. And then where we're going to start off first with is Shang-Chi. Now, Shang-Chi had its world premiere on Monday and the review and the reaction embargoes went uh, uh, were lifted. As soon as you got out the theater and the reaction to this movie were overwhelmingly positive. Like it was hard to find one that was just even passively positive, you know, not taking off Disney and, you know, saying, eh, you know, pacing issues and stuff like that. Third act, you know, usual yada yada stuff. No, it seemed like all of the reactions were overwhelmingly positive. That this movie is one of Marvel's best. What's been said is that it might be in the top tier of the movies Marvel's done. Might be top tier as Marvel's origin movies go. Might be up there. Might be the best. Uh, does a really good job with the representation with the Asian community. And when introducing this character and 
you know, all, with all that stuff, does a great job with that. And does just a great job of giving a great story. And if you think about it, it's been a while since we've had a new MCU origin movie that we've had to talk about. Now, it, yeah, the last one was Captain Marvel in 2019, but if you think about it, the the last almost two years, if you think about it, over a year and a half that uh, of life that we've been through in, in the past year and a half, it, it feels a lot longer than that. It's been, a, it feels a lot longer than over two years, but that was the last real new character that we've kind of got introduced to. This is the first one, the first new one that we've been introduced to in a while. And you don't know how this stuff is going to go, especially with a new character. It's not a character some pe people have a whole lot of experience in knowing, whether it's movies, comics, and all that good stuff. But just to see the overwhelmingly positive reviews come out about this movie, how it connects to the MCU as a whole, with other connections like the Mandarin, the Ten Rings, Iron Man and Iron Man 3 connections, uh, what Shang-Chi's place in the wider universe, where is it going to lead to, where will we see him pop up again? Hearing all of these reviews of how how awesome this film is, how great it is, how they really do a great job with the martial arts, with the mythology, with the relationship between Shang-Chi and his father, the Mandarin. Uh, hearing all this, it's really heightened my excitement for September 3rd, when this movie is officially out to the public. Now, they have had fan screenings for this movie. Uh, as recently as yesterday, a lot of IMAX screenings, which I'm jealous by. Getting to see this in IMAX as a fan your first time, wonderful. <laughs> but just hearing all those reactions, it's made me even more hyped up for this movie on September 3rd. It makes me even jealous, more jealous of those people that got to see it yesterday. And I'm really interested to see what this does at the box office. And how it compares to what Black Widow did. And, of course, this is being released theatrically only. No Disney Plus premiere access. Of course, things could change within the next couple weeks. But as of now, theatrically only. And it'll be interesting to see if it does Black Widow numbers, if it gets close, if it does Black Widow numbers, if it gets past it. It'll be interesting to see, because of course, really, Disney's first experiment with the actual only was Free Guy, and it made $26 million, did pretty good, which, by the way, Free Guy, it, it is, it's a really fun watch. If you haven't seen it yet, I encourage you to go out and watch it. It's fun. Uh, it's a fun watch. It'll be interesting to see what Shang-Chi does at the box office, and, you know, we got Eternals, and discussing that coming up. Eternals is theatrically only two. I wonder if Shang-Chi is a benchmark 
uh, it's kind of like a, you know, let's see how this movie does theatrically only, and let's see about Eternals. Because the thing with this Eternals trailer that came out around midnight last night, or 2 o'clock my time, or wherever you are, they called it the final trailer. So I find it interesting that they call it the final trailer. There's not going to be any other trailers for that. We're still a few months out from the Eternals movie, November 5th. So I do find it interesting. I do. I think Shang-Chi is going to be something to watch out for the, for the box office and see what Marvel does with Eternals and see how well this does theatrically only. But I'm willing to say, with all the positive word of mouth that we've gotten the last couple days, I think it might do pretty well with how well, how much people have been praising this movie. With how with the story, with the action, I've heard the action's just incredible. That it's one of the best action move, some of the best action stunts. Uh, fights that Marvel's ever done. I'm willing to bet it might get close to Black Widow numbers. And if it does, that might be some good news there for Eternal Sting in theaters. And also for Shang-Chi, for a character, first origin movie right out the gate, and does pretty well in the pandemic, positive word of mouth, gets a lot of great reviews. I'll tell you what, I, I, I'm I'm so excited for this, guys, after hearing all this stuff. Uh, I'm wondering if you guys are too. Hopefully you guys are. And maybe, maybe I'm calling it too close. But uh, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do it anyway. So Tennessee, of course, messes up as they do. And they have a game on Thursday night, September 2nd, where you can go see Shang-Chi and some theaters on a Thursday night. So yeah, Tennessee has its first game that night. And you're like, well, Ryan, you can, you can just go and see, we know you care about Tennessee. You can just go see Shang-Chi Friday night. I can't because as high school football is ramping up here, I'm going to be, I'm going to have to work. I got to, Sort of a new promotion where I'm not going to be able to go at all on Friday night or anytime Friday. And I am not waiting to Saturday, especially if this movie is as good as people are saying. I am not waiting until Saturday afternoon at the earliest to see this movie. I don't know if I don't know if I've even missed an opening night of a Marvel movie at all. I was thinking about it the other day, and I don't think I have. So, I'm not going to start now. There's a showing near me that starts at 6, and the Tennessee game starts at 7, so I might miss most of the Tennessee game, the Tennessee game. but I'll see some of it when I get back. And In any case, I can just watch it sometime over the weekend and see what I can think about it, and see the full game and see how Tennessee does in its first full game. So. You heard you heard, you guys heard it here first. I am missing a Tennessee football game. I'm playing on missing a Tennessee football game. First game of the season. 
on a Thursday night to go see Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I'm I'm not missing it, especially if the reviews uh, with what everybody's been saying is as positive as it is. I'm not missing it. I gotta go check this thing out because, like, I'm not waiting till Saturday. I'm not waiting Thursday night to see potentially what happens with Tennessee if they stink it up or not. We'll have to see. And going through a day where I know I'm gonna have to work, uh, with with new different stuff with my job. And having to wait till Saturday to go and see this. I'm not. I am going to see this opening night. And I'm going to have fun and hopefully enjoy this movie as much as all these other people did. That I've gotten to see it at the premiere and at these fan screenings. So, that's Shang-Chi, everybody. Shang-Chi. Oh, again, the, these reviews. that It is kind of crazy to think about what all's been said. That these reviews are saying it's a it's more one of Marvel's top tier. It, it's insane to think about. So September third can't get here fast enough, everybody. <laughs> it can't get here fast enough. So that's Shang Chi. Those are some of the early reactions and some thoughts on some of that stuff. Let's move on to Captain America Ford. Now we knew. Captain America 4 was going to happen pretty shortly right after the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series wrapped up as the Hollywood trades were reporting that Captain America 4 is probably most likely going to happen. Malcolm Spellman, the main writer of this, of the show, is going to come back and help write the movie. And you assume Mackie's going to come back and all that good stuff. Well, it was just officially announced yesterday. Mackie officially signed the uh, uh, dot, uh, signed dotted the I's and the T's or whatever the saying is. Signed the contract. Captain America 4 is going to happen. And apparently, it's going to start filming around next year. I believe they said around next summer is when they were going to uh, film it. So that's really interesting because now it sets up a potential 2023 release for Captain America 4, in which you already know you're going to have Ant Man the Wasp, Quantumania, you have Guardians 3, anxiously waiting that, maybe potentially Blade, or maybe. Deadpool 3, because Ryan Reynolds has apparently said Deadpool has a good chance, uh, Deadpool 3 has a good chance of shooting next year. And I think the number he threw out was like 70%, so like, they must feel really good about where they're at with the story. And, you got this one. So, that's really interesting. So, this looks like it might take one of the slates of 2023 and it'll be really interesting to see where it's placed of course i think it all matters about like when they get done it might be it might be more so around this time of year in 2023 when it gets released but you have captain america 4 coming out mackie's officially coming back couple of things of interest 
is Bucky going to be back? That wasn't outright mentioned in the press release after the show and on Hollywood Trades, nor was it specifically brought out yesterday. They didn't know for sure if, if Sebastian Stan's going to come back and reprise his role as Bucky in the movie. I imagine he would. I mean, I, I think it would just make the most amount of sense that he would probably come back and he's going to appear. And I don't think he's going to take too much of the spotlight off of Falcon. It's going to or Cap. You know, it's going to be so confusing trying to, you know, like, to remember, oh, yeah, he's Cap now. You know, you've known him as Falcon for so long. I don't think until we get at least another Falcon, which they set up with Torres in the show. I don't think it'll happen until we get that. That will sound like, okay, that's Cap, that's Falcon, there's Bucky, there we go. The other thing is, they must feel really good about where things are at with how they, with what they're planning with this one. To say, hey, we're going to, we got this locked in. We're going to start filming next summer. And, we're going to potentially release in 2023. So my thing is, what will the story be? What would the story be for a cap four? Now, some prior listening and jokingly saying like, right, it's going to be Captain America serpent society. You know, Kevin Feige wasn't lying all those years ago when he revealed that. <laughs> I mean, it very well could be. But it'll be interesting to see if uh, Malcolm Spellman, if he brings some of the thing, some of the same themes and same kind of points that he wanted to hit in the series, if he'll bring some of that over into the movie. I imagine he will on 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 some of those points. And we'll just have to see. I don't know what you could do for a villain. I will say for this, for this Captain America, there is a little bit more concern for him because he doesn't have the serum. He has the shield, yes. He has the wings, yes. But he doesn't have the serum. And any threat that he takes on, he's more liable to get hurt and knocked out of the fight than Steve Rogers, Captain America, would be. So that adds some more stakes to it, to his character. But I'm really interested to see what they do with Captain America 4. I'm excited for a Captain America 4. I think a couple people will joke, you know, you know, have Captain America 4 come out around <laughs> July, July 4th weekend and, and stuff like that. But, you know, I imagine it could be around the July or August time if it comes out in 2023 and it sounds like it probably is. I just, uh, I just want to know what's all going to be released. We we know Guardians and Ant-Man and the Wasp are coming out. Is Blade coming out then? Are they making any progress on that? So there's potentially your four for 2023. What's going to happen with Deadpool? Is that going to be included if what Ryan Reynolds is saying is true? And Fantastic Four. And you know, it probably honestly makes more sense. 2024, John Watts is dealing with his... Spider-Man, with dealing with Spider-Man right now, with this third one, which we still still haven't got a trailer yet, Marvel and Sony. We're looking at you. We're waiting on it. But um, I imagine he's still hard at work on that, and that once he gets done with all this stuff, that he'll 
probably turn his attention to Fantastic Four. And if I had to guess, Spider-Man 3 comes out all, all, and all that good stuff. Yada, yada, yada. Toby and Andrew are in it. Uh, everybody's happy. 20, 2022 comes along. Working on... He, he, he really starts to work on Fantastic Four. What the story's going to be. Getting a crew together. Pre-production. All that stuff. Cast together. And then by 2023, they'll start to shoot Fantastic Four. And probably by 2024, Fantastic Four will come out. Which, it makes sense. 2024, Fantastic Four. Maybe we're maybe released in April, the fourth month of the year. Maybe April 4th. You know, just, <laughs> just play into it as much as you can. But if uh, I had to make any guess, I would think... You know, we know Guardians and Ant-Man and the Wasp are going to be the two films we know for sure in 2023 that we're going to get. Seems like Captain America 4 is going to be the third one, and probably Blade will join them as well. So, we'll just have to see the official schedule. I'm I'm looking up to see if you could potentially do April 4th, 2024 as a, as a potential date that you could potentially try to work with because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense uh, marketing wise which all right so looking at it so you guys remember what i was talking about with with shang chi and some and you you'd have thursday night releases well april 4th falls on a thursday night so it wouldn't make some sense you release it then april 4th april 5th that weekend of 2024 potentially have another movie coming out before then so I guess there you go. <laughs> I guess I guess maybe that's when Fantastic Four will be released, but we'll have to wait and see because we're still far away on that. We don't know anything about Fantastic Four besides th what the logo looks like and knowing John Watts is set to direct Fantastic Four, the first one, at least. Hopefully, guys, we can say this decade we saw a good Fantastic Four movie compared to the last decade and the decade before that and the decade before that. So hopefully, fourth time's a charm, I think. Uh, you know, fitting, of course, Fantastic Four. <sighs> Making all the four references we can. But there's Captain America 4, and hopefully we'll get a good story out of this, and Mackie's going to get a chance, a chance to, to shine. Mackie's and oh, has this charisma about him, and like, I, he's going to be fun, and it's going to be great to see him get his own chance to have his own Captain America movie. So, potentially wait two years for that, but nonetheless excited for that. Now, moving on to the next bit of discussion we're going to have. So, it sounds like Marvel Studios might be developing a Secret Wars adaptation. So, where do you get that from? Well... The writer of the original Secret Wars, uh, Jim Shooter, was at uh, was at MegaCon in Orlando, and he revealed that, in his opinion, it sounds like Marvel's laying the groundwork to go for a Secret Wars ad adaptation, and according to him. 
Someone from Marvel Studios apparently offered him a contract to make a Secret Wars novel. He declined. And soon after, the Vice President of Acquisitions and Operations at Marvel Entertainment, David Bogart, he called Sugar to apologize for the original contract, offered him a new contract worth 10000 which that goes back to the story of how Marvel only paid five thousand dollars to the authors of the comics they adapted. So, so there's that little bit of story tied into this. And Shooter asked, you know, if it was to make a movie, which you know, sometimes they do that. They'll do some stuff to kind of lean in and hint at to where the MCU is going to go, especially now with uh with how Marvel operates. And Bogart replied that he couldn't talk about it. And you know, and he, it seems like anytime he's like, you know, I can't talk about it. It's like a hint, like, you essentially just gave me the answer that uh, I, I already assumed. That you, you've, you guys are thinking about doing something with Secret Wars, aren't you? And that's essentially what Shooter's replies like, you've already answered me. Like, it seems like you guys are thinking about doing a Secret Wars adaptation. Now you're probably wondering. Well, Ryan, it, listen, we're, we just got the Infinity Saga. Is it too soon for Secret Wars? Well, yes and no. Yes and to the fact that we're gonna, it, Secret Wars takes so much build-up, depending on which adaptation, whether it's 1984, 2015, or if it's an amalgamation of, that they're shooting for. It takes so long, you gotta introduce so many characters, but I will say this, Marvel's already got so many projects on their hands right now, with shows on Disney+, Plus. four, at most, five movies a year now. There could potentially be some headway there. And also, if you think about it, you know, it was kind of too soon for me, for Infinity War and uh, Endgame. If you truly think about the nature of those films and the nature of the comic stories with Infinity War and how it's tied to the movies. If you truly think about it, it does feel kind of soon. Civil War did, uh, Captain America Civil War did feel kind of soon because you didn't have all the characters in there that, that you would want to have that type of big event that would shake the Marvel landscape. So, is it too soon for Secret Wars? Yes, because you still have to enter so many characters, so many key characters, like Fantastic Four, Galactus, Doctor Doom, especially Doctor Doom. My goodness. Um, but also, no, at the same time, because look how many projects Marvel has going on, and look how soon they've done some of these comic adaptations, like Infinity War, like Civil War. Stuff like that. Big comic storylines that had big, big arcs and had a lot of characters involved. And those films were successful. So, yes and no. It is too soon, but with what Marvel's doing right now, it might not be out of the realm of possibility. But also, on the other side of the yes column, is that essentially, it's a quasi-reboot. Especially if it's the 2015 Secret Wars. I mean, if you take a look at that event, it essentially kind of semi-rebooted, quasi-rebooted the uh, 
the Marvel landscape and the comics with all new, all different Marvel. You essentially had some characters from the Ultimate Universe come into the main Marvel Universe. And so... Yeah. That's something you can add into the yes column is because it do you really want to kind of quasi reboot Marvel right now? Well, again, it would depend on when Secret Wars would kind of happen. And who knows, maybe we see it in the next 10 years. Maybe it's the next big arc. Maybe, you know, with Kang involved, you know. That's a uh, that's something to potentially look at. So, if they did a Secret Wars, well, it, and to point this out, the Russo brothers did say if they ever came back, they would want to do a, they would want to do Secret Wars. And so I would say yes, give them Secret Secret Wars. They had they had Infinity War, they did Endgame, they did the big, huge ensemble cast with this huge overarching story. Like yes, they know how to handle it. Let them come in and do Secret Wars. Because you've already seen their work, how they do with these types of stories and with these types of casts, that you go and say, "Hey, we're gonna we're giving you secret wars, you go crazy." And what could they do with the secret war story? Well, again, they could just do an amalgamation of the 1984 version and 2015. Essentially, the 1984 version dealt with just one main Beyonder, and basically heroes and villains fighting each other on on a place called Battleworld. And then in 2015, you had this overarching story with uh, Hickman's Avengers and New Avengers, and with the incursions, and with universes collapsing upon each other and destroying the other, and Doctor Doom essentially... Gaining full power, becoming God Emperor of Doom, which, my goodness, what a name. And essentially having the power of the Beyonder and, you know, putting a lot of these amalgamations of all these different universes together. And putting, to, uh, putting them together to having one battle world. So, I think if they ever did Secret Wars, they would put both of them together. They would find a way to try to marry the two in a way that would make sense, that would be fun, that wouldn't be that would be incredible to watch. But again, the question is, when would a Secret Wars type event happen? It might be too soon, but it was too soon for something like the Infinity Saga, for something like Civil War, to deal with everything that those storylines deal with. But yet, they still nailed it completely, and they were awesome. So, Secret Wars might not be as far off as we think. So, there's a little bit of a, a little bit of an interesting piece of news or, you know, piece of rumors or, and thoughts about what could Marvel do with Secret Wars. Listen, that, that would be, to put a bow on it, guys, that, it would be nuts. It would be absolute insanity. To see them do even at least one of them. If they said, you know, we're going to stick with one. We're going to go 1984 and stuff like that. We're going to deal with that. Still, it would just be nuts just to see on screen. With the amount of characters, heroes, and villains that you would have. 
It would just be crazy. So there's that bit right there. And finally, let's talk about the Eternals trailer. And if you got the trailer pulled up or if you don't have it pulled up yet, pull it up. I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have it playing. We're gonna go through it together. It's around three minutes long, and then afterwards we are gonna go discuss about it in full, but I'm gonna be giving some some notes and some thoughts on it as the trailer's going. So if you guys got your trailer pulled up, get ready to click play and let's watch and let's talk about it. So already they're answering questions about, you know, why didn't they get involved with Thanos and that whole conflict already? That's the question everybody and their mother's been asking. All right, so you got something with the emergence. I assume it's something celestial-like. Since they've already kind of teased that with the celestials and them creating Eternals and Deviants and all that good stuff. So it sounds like they might not be drifting too far from the comics. Okay, so the Deviants look crazy and Icarus looks nuts. And here you have Kit Harrington talking about why didn't they go help. And essentially, it, you know, they're not supposed to interfere unless Deviants are involved. And we'll talk about that here as the trailer wraps up. And the Celestial here looks freaking great. I don't know, guy. It, it's it's still so crazy. You kind of think Angelina Jolie's in a Marvel movie. If you think about it, it's 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 kind of nuts. Just Academy Award wearing director Chloe Zhao. There we go. I know I said on Twitter, guys, if you haven't seen it yet, but my goodness. And this film looks beautifully shot. Like, th th this is going to be the most beautifully shot Marvel movie that we'll ever have, probably. Another celestial right there. So, there we go. I, you know, that's interesting. We're getting Crow, one, oh, a well known deviant from the comics. Vibranium tease right there. You know, I like how they're dropping in all these sort of teases to the Marvel movies. It might just be for regular fans there for those that, you know, probably are not, are wondering, is this connected to the Marvel? So, uh, there you go. So, that's the Eternals trailer. And, my goodness, we already got, uh, we got some stuff to pack. We got some stuff to talk about with this one. So, Again, the main question with the Eternals is why weren't they involved with Thanos? Why weren't they involved with the Infinity Saga or any event in the history of the world? Why couldn't they get involved? Why didn't they get involved? 
And, you know, Kit Harrington's probably going to be like an, uh, a version of our avatar, his character, Dana Whitman, who's supposed to become Black Knight. Probably won't, but we'll probably get some teases about him and his origin in in the movie. But, essentially ask what we're all thinking. Why weren't you ever able to come and, and like, help the Avengers and stuff? And help stuff with the Infinity Saga? And, essentially, we get the answers given that, you know, unless demons are involved, we're told not to do anything. Essentially, the Celestials are telling them that. The beings that created them. And... I'm forgetting. I've heard the name of the Celestials that we've seen a couple times, and they slipped my mind. But one's a, a judge, and one's an analyzer. I think the red one is the is the judge, and the other is the analyzer. And so early on in the trailer, we see Sama Hayek talking to Richard Madden uh, about about why weren't they able to do, do all that stuff and also talk about the snap and the blip. And basically, it sounds like the Hulk snap, the snap to bring everybody back, to bring back half the population of the Earth, of the universe, that it set something off. And you know, that that is crazy to think that you think back all the way to Avengers with Rocket talking about the original snap. But Thanos wiping out half of the universe. That he said there, a power surge of energy that nothing ever has been seen like this. It, ha it happens the first time around. Then it happens with bringing back everybody, and a second snap that causes another energy surge, and that's the surge she's talking about. Now, yes, we have the one where Th where Tony snapped away Thanos and his entire army, and they all turned to dust. But the second one, to bring everybody back, the Hulk snap, is the one that really kind of started something. And from my assumptions is that it signals that a possible celestial is about to be born and that it's kind of gotten the notice of other celestials about what's going on. Because two significant power surges like that, of energy, like that, that's going to be noticeable. So they're probably going to be checking out. And my assumption is that the the Eternals are going to have to go against the Celestials. How? I don't know why. They look so big and so freaking cool. We've already gotten a glimpse at, at one in Guardians 1. But now we're going to get to see them like this. My goodness, they look incredible. And so, it's going to be interesting to see how that takes place between them and the Celestials. Because, again, their order is to, unless Deviants get involved, not do anything. And apparently it looks like Deviants haven't been involved in many years and many decades, centuries, that they all kind of went their separate ways and roamed the earth and settled wherever they wanted to settle is what it looks like. And now, apparently, with this second search happening with the snap, which I think it's probably going to t 
It's definitely going to take place before Far From Home. I wonder if it's going to take place after all the Disney Plus shows. But it makes you wonder when it takes place, and probably not too long after, where that second snap caused a little bit of a, of a flare-up, where Celestials are like, something's going on here. And we know we have Eternals here. We know we have a potential Celestial egg here, where a Celestial can be born and essentially destroys the Earth. So, man, my goodness. I, and also, listen, Marvel dropping this trailer at essentially my time, at 2 o'clock at night, it's nuts. It's like I was waiting for What If the other night. And just how this trailer, how this movie shot, again, it, I, I'll say it so many times. I think this is going to be the best shot Marvel movie. That we'll ever have. That we'll have had up to this point. Now things could change afterwards. And there might be something different that could take that title. But my goodness, like it, it looks like it might be the best shot Marvel movie out of all the out of all of them so far. And you know, also another thing that occurred to me, you know, some people are wondering, like, well. There might be some people listening to us and like, well, Ryan, well, listen, Thanos, isn't he, uh, isn't he part deviant? Well, yes, and I think it's this way in the comics, and I think they might adapt this to the movies, and I, I think they might, they'll probably explain this in the movie, is that Thanos is born as an Eternal, because his parents are both Eternals. They move, and they, they say, you know, they're, they're gonna go to Titan. They end up there. Thanos was born as an Eternal, but he has a Deviant Syndrome that causes him to, to look the way he does with the purple skin, with his face. I know Peter Quill made many of jokes about it in Infinity War uh, at Thanos' expense. It, essentially, he's got Eternal Deviant blood inside him. He He's both. Well, wouldn't even half trigger that. I don't know. We're, we're probably going to get an explanation of that in the movie. So, technically, Thanos is not full Deviant. Even though he's not full Eternal, either. So, that's going to be interesting. And also, it's just crazy and awesome to just see them use their powers. Just like Kamal Najani's uh, character doing what he's doing with his hands, with his fingers, and blasting a Deviant back. Uh... Seeing Richard Madden, uh, he, Rob Stark, for those of you from Game of Thrones, essentially looks uh, looks like Superman. Laser beams coming out of his eyes, flying super strength. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say it, and I know probably others are saying are saying it too. Could Marvel do super uh, do Superman better than DC? <laughs> I know, I know, I, I, I know it, but, like, it, it, it's kind of funny to think about. And also, you know, Angelina Jolie, her character, I think Athena is, is the name there, is with the Deviant Crow now. I think I remember from that they are, they somewhat have a relationship in the comics, and it seems like that's going to be carried over here in the movies. So that's going to be 
something to watch out for as the deviants are going to get more involved here. And, uh, we'll have to see how, how well the deviants are done with the CGI and all that stuff and how well they look. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, this film looks like it's spectacularly shot. Watching it the first time late last night and seeing the shots of, of the Celestials, like, oh my, oh crap. It just looks incredible. But, I'm excited for this one, guys. It, if the trailer is a, as exciting as this movie is going to be, and if Shang-Chi is exciting as what people are saying it is, then my, oh man, we're going to have two exciting movies. And that, of course, <laughs> what about No Way Home? <laughs> Still no trailer for that. And that's the one probably everyone's anticipating the most because of what's been said and talked about with that movie. So, oh man. I just hope both of these things are true, that the way this movie looks is going to be what we're going to expect in theaters, and that Shang-Chi is as good as everybody says it is. So, I guess I'll do it for us here, everybody. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this episode and take a look at the Eternals trailer with me talking about Shang-Chi. Hopefully, you guys are excited to see that as I am now, at, upon hearing the great things, great reactions that have been said and talked about with this movie. Uh, so that'll do it for us here, everybody. Hopefully you guys have a awesome weekend. Be sure to go check out the podcast on all the podcasting platforms, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. Thanks to Anchor for sponsoring this episode as always, as they always do on the Views Pod, which speaking of, we got a Views Pod just up. We did a double deep dive into the NFL previews with the NFC West and the NFC North. Talked about a couple other things, so check that pot out on the Views feed. And on the Entertainment feed, again, go check out our Suicide Squad review, reaction, and discussion that me, that Peter and myself did uh, earlier in the week. And be sure to go check that out on the feed as well. So, with that being said, everybody, hopefully you guys, again, have a awesome weekend. And until the uh, next time we do one of these, maybe it might be a Zhongqi review from me, myself and Peter. Uh, until then, talk to you next time.